0: County Time Podcast is brought to you by the Shepherd's Nook Christian Supply that offers Bible rebinding, buy and stop, music, and gifts. Located in Sylvania, Georgia at 125 North Main. The Shepherd's Nook. Call us today, 912 451 6397 Good morning, Times to Cut Lines podcast. This is Tyler. And on um, this morning, we have Dr. Sid Morning. I think most of you probably know who he is on this, um, on this episode. So welcome, Dr. Sid. Dr. Morgan. How
1: are you? Yeah, yeah. Great to be here. Thank you.
0: Um, so I know you're... I heard you're... So can you just tell us a little about yourself, kind of where you're from, and, you know...
1: Sure. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I am from Sylvania. I uh, grew up here. uh went to high school. Um, and uh, after... Medical school, college, residency, um, you know, moved back and uh, have uh, been in practice here in Sylvania since 2016. And where'd you go for uh, college and medical school? Yeah, yeah. So uh, after high school in Sylvania, I went to Presbyterian College. uh, And then after that, I went to Mercer University for medical school. Um, And I did some of that in Macon and some in Savannah. Uh, And then afterwards, um, I was already planning to come back to Sylvania. So I wanted to go somewhere uh, that would have some good training. So uh, I'm actually board certified in internal medicine and family medicine. I went to a a dual accredited program in Indianapolis, Indiana, with the sort of plan of uh, bringing everything I could get from up there back to Sylvania to see folks here and uh, try to help out with their medical needs.
0: And I mean, what kind of, things just looking at your article to I me, mean, what are kind of the
1: most common
0: things you run into as a doctor, kind of conditions for patients or uh, why, why patients are coming in. To see?
1: Yeah. I think, um, you know, the sort of things in our office um, are sort of the common things that most people see their primary care doctor for, mm-hmm. um, which is a lot of either chronic conditions such as high blood pressure, high cholesterol, diabetes, respiratory issues, Or acute problems, which are usually, you know, maybe a pain issue, maybe back pain or knee pain. Um, You know, that being said, uh, we have had a fair number of rare or unusual things Mm -hmm. that we were able to help people out. Uh, You sort of get them diagnosed and uh, get them to a specialist or whatever they need. So just sort of of a good starting spot for common things Mm -hmm. and also just, hey, don't know what's going on. Let's try to get something figured out. Yeah. And um,
0: so I mean, I, I to tell you, what is internal medicine and what's family medicine?
1: Oh, yeah. So um, so the way um, the system works um, for doctors and medical care is that doctors all have a specialty. And mm-hmm. so what that means is after medical school, uh, they did additional training, which is specific for a specialty. And so, you know, specialties people are, you know, familiar with would be family medicine, pediatrics, Mm OBGYN, or a surgeon or cardiologist. So those people all went to specialized training for that particular um, specialty. So internal medicine is uh, focused on adult care, uh, but it has a little more uh, depth in terms of chronic illnesses and maybe a little more complex problems. Uh, Family medicine is uh, sort of a little more broad. It includes, you know, training to care for children, uh, women's health, um, a little more procedural type training for uh, skin conditions or joint injections. Uh, So the two sort of um, complement each other well in terms of a broad Set of training and skills you know you could offer to a rural community.
0: Now, how many, I mean, now how many
1: doctors are in Scrabble County? i Uh, so, uh, we have a number of providers right now. Uh, there's myself and Dr. Peter, uh, and we both have a nurse practitioner. Uh, and then uh, Kendall Kent is in town. Um, and then we have, you know, a couple specialists, mm-hmm. uh, that you know will come. Um, either on a weekly or every several weeks. So, uh, there's uh, Dr. Odom who's a general surgeon, Dr. Sidney Smith, uh, and, uh, he, for dermatology and he usually brings, uh, you know, one or two nurse practitioners. Uh, we have Dr. Moscola, who's a pulmonologist and, uh, we have uh, pain management that comes to town as well as, uh, Dr. Aaron for, uh, orthopedic care.
0: Cause I I always hear you. I grew up in Atlanta, so we have doctors everywhere. But like I've always heard, there was an issue. There still is an issue in rural Georgia about you know some counties don't even have a doctor.
1: You know, yeah, it's certainly um, you know just in terms of healthcare in general. um, You know, there has been a long shortage in um, not only doctors uh, but also nurses. so I think it's been an issue that's been known about for mm-hmm. you know well over a decade. And, um, you know, we're lucky in Georgia to have several medical schools. And um, you know, I went to Mercer, which uh, since I've graduated, they've added another campus. I know Medical College of Georgia, mm-hmm. they're adding another campus down in Savannah. Yeah, so. I heard
0: about that. And, it's, and somehow correlate with Southern, too. Yeah. they has has something to do with it because the former – well, the current president, of Rose rings about a few days ago, um, the current president of Augusta University, or I think it's Augusta University Medical College, whatever, um, was the former president at Southern. So I bet you that's probably why he had something to do with that, maybe. Yeah, I think. But that's good for Southern, though. I, I, I support it.
1: Yeah, I think the overall goal is just to sort of expand the throughput mm-hmm. of training of physicians, you know, just to try to meet the needs of yeah. Georgia. Um, you know, and there are other sort of programs in the state to try to get um you know medical uh doctors or nurses mm-hmm. into some of these you know really rural communities which really you know sort of a desert um, yeah. you know for medical care and there are quite a few in our state so and you, what's kind of that's like what's
0: the closest you could say medical desert to Skriver County are there any or or this area is kind of fairly um, lucky with having doctors
1: you know i would say um i would say there are lots of places that you know Um, it's certainly relative to Mm -hmm. someone's needs, you know, I mean, if you need uh, some sort of, you know, very specialized care, I mean, you might be looking at either Emory or Mm -hmm. uh, MUSC in Charleston or Mayo Clinic, you know, if something Mm
0: -hmm. is
1: really unique and requires very specific care. So I think, um, you know, we're very fortunate to have um, the medical Uh, Resources that we have in Scriven County, uh, you know, there's certainly uh, counties that have less. um, And I think, you know, there's definitely always a relative need where, you know, we don't have a rheumatologist nearby or an endocrinologist, Uh uh, you know, for folks who have, you know, some more specialized healthcare needs. Now, do you work at the
0: hospital here in, here in Savannah?
1: Yeah, I do. Um, yep. Uh, so I'm primarily in uh, the clinic on Rocky Ford Road, Monday through Friday. Um, I also take uh, one or two weeks uh, out of the month as the hospitalist. So for folks that are admitted mm-hmm. in the hospital, um, I'll be seeing them there. Uh, and then I am the chief of staff of the hospital. Uh, so um, I am involved uh, – you know, to some degree in mm-hmm. different uh, goings-ons and decisions of the hospital. Um and then I also make rounds at the local nursing home and uh okay. care for some of the prisoners. Uh and that's that's mostly mostly it. Definitely stay busy, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um it kinda those me. So what got you into going into medicine? Was that something you've always wanted to do or something that maybe not so much late in life, but
1: Yeah, you know, honestly, uh I think probably Um, I probably didn't really decide on medicine until at some point in college. Um, So I originally thought about being a math major. um, Mm -hmm. And so I kind of switched later uh, to biology, which I think, um, you know, medicine is a good fit for what I like to do. Um, I actually thought about, you know, being at one point I was thought about being a minister, going to Mm -hmm. seminary. Um, so, you know, medicine's sort of a nice way to meet people yeah. in their needs. There's a lot of actual similarities between, you know, uh, ministry work and medical care. Um, so it's, uh, people with needs and vulnerabilities and sort of trying to help mm-hmm. meet them and, um, you know, facilitate healing or growth or, right. you know, whatever their, whatever their needs might be. Um, so I think that's nice, nice. And so,
0: um, so thank you. So how long Obviously, going internal medicine, family medicine, what you were, cause I, I, the typical, it's typical. I know four years undergrad, four years medical school, and then I know you have residency and all that. And that differs for what program or specialty you go into. And so for internal medicine, was that for you like two years or less than two years?
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, after a college degree, uh, most medical schools are four years. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are, um, some programs that are sort of experimenting with like an accelerated, where the residency and the medical school are sort of connected together. But traditionally medical school is four years and then residency is anywhere from three years for mm-hmm. like family medicine, internal medicine, mm-hmm. up to five years for a general surgeon. Uh, a lot of folks will go on to do like a subspecialty um, like a gastroenterologist so that would be three years of internal medicine and then another two to three to Ooh, that's, be a gastroenterologist. <laughs> that's a lot of education uh, mine was four because uh, i did that combined residency so i did four years of residency wow
0: so uh, that's training after medical school 12 years of school <laughs> that's right it, yep, Lord, it's a, lot, a lot of education yep i couldn't do it i'm looking forward to graduating from under and saying that's it i am done thank god <laughs> um I us try to think um of course, you know. Of course, you're growing up. Of course, you your parents. So I was like, well, you need to become a lawyer or a doctor. Or if you're not going to become one, you need to marry a lawyer or a doctor. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. But so I remember telling someone one time, I was like, well, my parents must be upset then because I'm not a lawyer or a doctor. <laughs> um. But I'm um, just think. Um.
1: We're gonna talk about the website a little bit. Oh yeah, we can
0: talk about the website too. Um. Uh, so yeah, uh, you have a new website called uh, savanie So it's um, capital S, and then Sylvania, so lowercase Y L V. A-N-I-A then doc capital D O C dot com. So yeah, what's on that website? What can people find? Yes. Um,
1: so um, you know, so the um the goal is to sort of um make um to bring some additional technology kind of to our practice, sort mm-hmm. of modernize. Um, so the website is sort of a launching point to sort of help, you know, there's information on it. Uh, But there's also links to sort of our patient portal. And that's the thing we've been trying to roll out to sort of help. um, Your people can schedule an appointment. They can send us a message through Mm -hmm. like a secure messenger. Um, They're able to uh, look at any sort of test or results that we post on there for them. Um, So, you know, the goal is to have a way to, I mean, You know, everybody does things from their phones. Right. Um, Not People don't frequently want to use a phone to call in. You know, a lot of times they might rather schedule something on their phone or send a message. Um, And so the goal is to make it more convenient. So there's a link to, you know, a web portal. Mm -hmm. And there's also an app, you know, that people can put on their phone if they want to access the web portal to be able to schedule an appointment or send a message, things like that. And so,
0: obviously, I see you work for Optum Primary Care. And so, I, I guess, is that like kind of like a regional medical provider or kind of sub like healthcare company, I guess? Um, like, you know, in Atlanta, we have Emory and Piedmont. And-
1: yeah. So, Optum uh, Optum Healthcare uh, is uh, an, a healthcare organization uh, that sort of started out of Optum Orthopedics in Savannah, mm-hmm. so an uh, orthopedic practice uh, that also expanded into... Uh, you know some other healthcare avenues, mm-hmm. um, and so you know our local hospital is um, under the uh, direction of Optum Healthcare, and uh, our practice, you know, um, is as well. Yep. So, and how long has Optum been? I guess
0: owned the hospital, or you've worked for them?
1: Um, gosh, um, so I. I don't remember off the top of my head. Maybe that may have been 2017, 2018,
0: something like that. Um, Um, So I know it used to be, I think, well, I think you don't know how hospitals were run or whatever, but they used to, it seemed like maybe I don't know years ago, whatever, the hospitals used to be run by themselves. And now, over the years, now the healthcare companies are buying out hospitals and kind of like making change, if you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: so yeah, I think um, you know delivery of healthcare is um, something that's certainly challenging on all levels. Uh, you know, in our country, you know whether you're a large hospital in Atlanta or you're a rural community hospital, um, you know the way our system is is certainly challenging. Uh, and you know there's lots of these rural hospitals that have um, have closed. Um, you know, they've, um, you know, over the past decade, um, there are many communities which lost their local hospital. Um, so, you know, in a lot of ways, um, the extra resources that have sort of come from a large organization have, you know, really been beneficial. Um, healthcare delivery, health insurance, the healthcare system is so complicated it's really more complicated and difficult than any one Mm -hmm. entity could ever handle. So like a small community hospital trying to marshal the resources to keep their head above water in our very complicated health system is almost unfeasible. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, sorry. And curious too, just as a doctor, do you have crazy hours or is that more so for like, people who work like an ER or, you know?
1: Yeah. So, I um, mean, you know, we certainly have, uh, scheduled hours that, you know, we're in the office. Um, but, um, you know, I certainly get, um, uh, can get calls or, uh, mm-hmm. messages, you know, from, you know, the nursing home or the hospital sort of really any, any, any hour of the day. So, um, but, um, uh, I don't know. Does that, does that answer your question? Yes,
0: yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you, I um, do you, uh, do you do house calls as well?
1: Uh, no. Uh, well, yeah, not typically. Not no, typical. uh, no, don't really do house calls. Um, you know, uh, since the uh, pandemic, you mm-hmm. know, telehealth has been something that was originally not readily accessible, but since mm-hmm. the pandemic uh, has become widespread. So I was going to ask you how it's- so, I mean, the kind of impacted the. Yeah, I mean, so that's just, in a sense a house call. You know, you're doing yeah. sort of a video interaction. Um, and I mean, that is being utilized everywhere from yeah. specialists to, you know, primary care. Um, and hopefully that's a service that will remain in the future as the yeah, sort of pandemic so. winds up. Um, hopefully, you know, Medicare. Um, Will allow that to because I mean continue. I mean I guess
0: there's I mean there's some things that it's you don't need to be in the physical office for or do you I mean I would say I would say you still recommend being in the office over at telehealth.
1: I think um, you know every situation or, yeah. is different. Um, I think that um, certainly telehealth is a wonderful thing that um, can be used uh, effectively in a lot mm-hmm. of situations, and you know certainly times folks don't need to come in and um you know oftentimes you know uh if maybe something more is going on you know that telehealth might be something where we can sort of pick up on that Mm -hmm. and say hey you know we need to we need to check you out or we need to have some tests done so sometimes it can be maybe like a triage thing to say hey you know this is more than just a a little video uh interaction to sort of get things um, moving in the right direction for you
0: and how was i mean how was covid in scrubbing county did it ever get really bad or where the hospital was overflowing or you know. uh
1: yeah it was really bad actually um uh, so we um uh, you know scriven county was in a difficult situation just like anywhere else yeah. and you know the problem is um people were really 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 sick um but there was no way to transfer patients to other hospitals. Uh, you know, we we would occasionally get somebody, you know, you know, we were able to fly them out to Florida or, wow. you know, to Tennessee. Um, but you know, that was lucky. Yeah. Um, you know, those were folks that were, you know, usually on a ventilator. Mm-hmm. Um and um but uh, you know typically our hospital would not have a you know person on a ventilator. We would transfer them to an ICU. Yeah but, uh, you know, the hospital kind of had to become a ICU for about a month. Um, wow. and, uh, yeah, at one point we had five or six people, you know, on a ventilator, you know, in our hospital and, um, you know, and that's, you know, they would have, they would have died if, you know, we didn't have those resources mm-hmm. lined up and ready for them, you know, when they just uh, weren't able to keep going on their own, uh, that gave them an opportunity to get better. Um, Otherwise, they would have, they would have yeah. passed away. I mean, and how, some folks, some yeah. folks, some folks were able to recover. we had some folks who were on a ventilator and were able, you know, mm-hmm. were able to recover. Um, you know, which you know was wonderful.
0: I mean, so I mean, how big is? I mean, I, I know the, the hospital is small. So how many beds are at the, the Scriven uh, Medical Center?
1: Uh, yeah. So, you know, um, you know, kind of 12 to 13, um, is kind of the maximum. Um, some of those folks are doing, uh, rehab. So we've Uh got a swing bed program. Uh, and so swing bed is kind of like utilized, uh, mostly for rehab after maybe somebody's had their hip replaced Mm -hmm. or they've had back surgery and it allows them to get, you know, a more intensive, uh, physical therapy, you know, as well as nursing care or somebody who's just been really sick in the hospital. Uh, you know, maybe they had pneumonia or heart failure or were in the Mm -hmm. ICU and they're just really weak. Um, so that can be sort of a bridge to going back home, you know, once they've been able to strengthen themselves, you know, their nutrition is better. Um, so the swing, but so a lot of the folks, you know, in that sort of 13, um, or so level of capacity, you know, a good number of those folks are doing rehab services.
0: Yeah. So that's, that's good that you have an active hospital in in, uh, Savannah because I mean, healthcare is needed everywhere. So,
1: um. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, you know, if you've been, um, you know, in the ICU in Augusta or Savannah Mm -hmm. and, you know, and you're looking at um, a couple of weeks of rehab in order to sort of get Mm -hmm. back up and going. And um, I mean, you know, it's so much nicer to do somewhere local, you know, family can come see you, Right. Um, you know, you're being taken care of by people you know yeah. that care about you. Now
0: are masks still required at the Scrum County Hospital? Or- um
1: so that is something that's sort of always changing. Yeah. Uh, sort of right now, um as COVID levels yeah. are very yeah. low, yeah. Uh, you know, they're they're more optional. Okay. Um, yeah. y- you know, if we had a, a a surge in the county, then we would, you know, yeah. would go back to, you know, sort of more of a universal, yeah, uh, but not right now,
0: not right now. Yeah, it's good, yeah. And of course, I know the was it the federal public health emergency is supposed to go away next week, so yeah, um, I think we're finally moving away from it, yeah. Um, thank god,
1: <laughs> yeah, thank- no, it's wonderful to sort of be on the other side it's, of things, it really is.
0: Um, I'm sure there's anything else you kind of want to mention or say, or no, sure no, to, I mean,
1: you know, I think, um, you know, I'm certainly very uh blessed to you know, mm-hmm. work in this community and be able to you know care for friends and neighbors and uh, you know i just sort of count that a privilege and yeah uh of certainly cer- yeah. certainly a privilege to be able to come here to the times and uh, speak course. a little always. bit and you know, um, we
0: try to and, highlight the local community as best we can yeah so we appreciate you coming on this morning uh we know you're busy we're all busy but i know the doctors are always busy uh so this is tyler saying have a great week and hopefully all a great week and have a great weekend and remember to reach out and touch someone today to make this world a better